You're listening to Mysteries Still Unsolved, a podcast where we discuss unsolved mysteries both past and present. I'm your host, Rochelle. Today, we will cover the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Mystery Still Unsolved. I am thrilled to be back at it again and to be bringing you the second episode of our spooky Halloween series. This is my third time doing this, and each and every year I love it more and more and more. Just when I think I couldn't, I do. Um, me and my little family have been doing a lot of Halloween stuff. We've been hitting up those pumpkin patches, going to Halloween City, decorating, um, but it hasn't really felt like Halloween yet, if I'm being honest. Um, we're actually having a very warm fall this year, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm absolutely thrilled because I feel like a piece of my soul, literally, not metaphorically, literally dies every winter. Um, So I'm more than happy to keep my soul death at bay, but I do wish it was just like slightly colder. Right now it's been like 75, 80, give or take, but if we could just bring that down to 70, like a cool 70, I think that'd be ideal. Like I said, today we're going to be covering the legend of Sleepy Hollow, and if I know you like I think I do, I know you just want me to delve right in, but we must, must, must do a little bit of housekeeping. I know, I know. You're just like my kids, but I'll tell you what I always tell them. We have to do what we need before we can do what we want. Uh, Just a little heads up, this housekeeping is going to be a little bit on the spicy side. Um, Think about like going to Taco Bell and you ask for like the picante sauce Um, because I have got some bones to pick Um, and it's not for all of you, but y'all are just going to have to hear about it since it's my podcast and I can say whatever I want. Um, I don't really know who needs to hear this. Probably no one who's actually still listening because they probably just gave me a bad review on my podcast and just like peaced out out of here. Um, but I am not an investigatory journal journalist, nor have I ever claimed to be. I am just a lady who lives in Utah, who grew up in New York, who loves true crime and has a background in behavioral science, abnormal psychology, and early childhood development. I know it's kind of a weird mixed bag, but I was just like too credit shy of like getting a minor. So I was just like, whatever, I'll get the early childhood development thing too. Um, But I am getting really sick and tired. As my three-year-old says, he says, oh, I'm so tired of this, Um, of people asking me why like I don't contact the families of the victims for their input that I, if I, why I don't like interview them on my show um, when I do these episodes. And the short answer is, I don't want to. A slightly longer answer is, I don't want to because I'm not qualified. And the longest possible answer is, I don't want to because I'm not qualified and I don't want to bother them. Um, I also have a few reviews who claim that some of my episodes are inaccurate. 
Um, And if that's the case and you really have a problem with it, I would invite you to go to my show notes. I always post them whenever I do an episode. And you can read through all of my sources. You can find which article has the supposed like an accuracy in it. And you can shoot the author of that article an email and ask them why they are printing out um, false information. Um, That seems like kind of a lot of work with not much return on investment. But if you have no hobbies or are severely sexually frustrated and that's how you want to spend your time, good luck with that. Otherwise, your only other option really is to take up all of this pent up frustration that you have roll it up into a ball, and then shove it up your butt. (laughs) Um, I am not just making stuff up on here like willy-nilly. Like every single thing that I write or include in this podcast is because I found it on either a well-respected news article or a well-researched book. If I do take creative liberties, which I have done time to time, like for instance, my first episode this year about C.H. Wessel, I will always give you a heads up that I'm going to be um, including Creative Liberties. Also, at the end of my episodes, I do kind of like step on my Rochelle box and I share my thoughts and opinions on what I think happened. Um, But I always say that they are my thoughts and my opinions alone. Or I'll say like, hey, I have no concrete evidence to back this up, but this is what I think. Um, Lastly, and I don't even know why I have to bring this up. Um, To those who are upset that all of my episodes are unsolved, honestly, good Lord, um, learn how to read. The illiteracy (laughs) in America is astounding. Um, It's called Mystery Still Unsolved. It's literally in the name. Um, Also, I know it can be difficult for some listeners to like not have closure and like that can give you some anxiety or whatnot. And if that's you, well, I don't know. Like, imagine what the families are going through. The basis of this show, even though it is a podcast, it's not entertainment. It's a place that I have created to talk about cases and keep them alive and keep them in the conversation. Do I spice things up a little bit so that we don't want to, like, slit our wrists after listening to an episode? Sure. But that's not what this podcast is about. And if you don't like that, that's fine. Like, it's absolutely fine. You are entitled to your preferences. There are plenty of other podcasts out there who take on solved cases and cover those. There are some that, like, uh, make fun and, like, disrespect and, you know, cackle and make jokes at the victims or the victim's family's expense. Um, And if that's your thing, like, go ahead and do that. But you are not going to find that here. So... I don't, I don't know what to say other than that. Like, just because you don't like unsolved cases doesn't mean you should go on Apple Podcasts and, like, bash my thing because, like, literally, if you just read the name, then you know what you're getting yourself into. All right. That is it for my rant. Um, honestly, I would say that, like, 99.9% of my listeners are lovely people with, like, incredible personalities and you guys are so kind and so appreciative of what I do and and I appreciate you all um but there's just a few bad apples that just get me riled up sometimes <laughs> um moving on though and other more positive news I wanted to announce a giveaway see I told you that I'd host one during Halloween time and what better day to announce it than the 13th of October <laughs> Oh, my lucky number. 
uh, go to my Instagram at Mystery Still Unsolved, and there is a post for today's episode. Uh, this giveaway is going to be a little bit different because because I need more Apple podcast reviews that don't make me like want to take a spoon and like carve my eyeballs out, um, please go over there and write me a nice review with good ratings. Um, screenshot it and then send it to me on Instagram at Mystery Still Unsolved to enter to win a parcel filled with all of my favorite Halloween and spooky things. If you have already written me up a fantabulous review, I do not want you to feel left out in this giveaway. So just hop on over there, screenshot your pre-existing review and send it to me. You guys saw the one last time, like the parcel that I sent for, um, I can't remember what I sent it for. Did I send it for my birthday? I think I sent it for my birthday. I am not fooling around when it comes to these like favorite things packages. I jam pack those babies with like so many cool things. If you missed out on what I did last time, I think I have it posted on one of my highlight bubbles on Instagram. So you can just like go check it out over there. Um, the winner loved it so much and it was just really fun to put together because I'm like really trying to think of things that I think you guys will love. All right. Um, you will have until the clock strikes 12 Mountain Standard Time on October 18th to enter my giveaway. So get to typing, posting, and screenshotting because if you don't, beware. All right. I also have a website. It is www.mysterystillunsolved.com. Just to keep you guys updated on merch, um, I've been doing a lot of merch research and I think I finally know who I want to work with for the shirts. So I'm going to reach out to them and see if they have availability for me. Um, I have like this really cool kind of sarcastic and cynical idea um, that I'm sorting through. So hopefully this company will be game and it will all go according to plan. Um, all right. So enough of that. Let us get into today's short and sweet episode. All right. Nestled in the hills of New York's Hudson River Valley lies a place where spooky legend meets modern day life. Often referred to as America's greatest ghost story, this notorious and classic tale is based in a quiet and almost sleepy town, which makes sense considering the town's name, Sleepy Hollow. I almost went there a year ago with my mom. Um, it's actually not a super far drive from where um, my parents live, my hometown. Um, but I think like, I can't even remember exactly, but I think either my mom got sick or I got sick or my daughter got sick. And we had to cancel it. And I was so bummed. So it's still, as of yet, on my bucket list, but hopefully not for long. All right. So Dutch settlers settled this town in the 1600s to farm, hunt, and fish. And there is a manor in operation today as like a museum where you can go there and you can travel back in time and experience Sleepy Hollow as it once was back in the 17th and 1800s. That's good fun and all, but what really sets this tiny New York town above all others is the infamous legend of Sleepy Hollow. The author of this story, Washington Irving, used to vacation with his family in Sleepy Hollow when he was a young boy, and it must have made quite an impression upon his moldable mind as he never quite forgot it because shortly after the American Revolutionary War, 
Irving penned this story. And what makes this story even more exciting is that while you may have known the story, you might not have known that this legend is not only based on a real town, but it's based loosely on real people. There is a pastor who works in the oldest Dutch church, the church that's referred to in the legend of Sleepy Hollow, and he knows everything that you'd ever want to know about the tale of the Headless Horseman. And he is actually offering tours where he takes customers all around the town, pointing out sites from the book, as well as the gravestone markers of each of the characters in the book. In case you aren't very familiar with this tale, it is about an awkward and status-hungry school teacher named Ichabod Crane who moves into town, and he quickly sets his eyes on the Van Tassel family. The Van Tassels were a wealthy family who already possessed the status that Ichabod Crane so deeply coveted. While many of the women in town threw themselves at Ichabod Crane, and I honestly don't know why because he's always depicted as kind of like this lanky little big-footed weirdo. I mean, he was the new guy, so maybe that gave him like some allure. Um, But even though all these ladies were like throwing themselves at Ichabod Crane uh, desperation much, uh, his sights would not be thwarted. Ichabod wanted to wed Mr. Van Tassel's daughter, Katrina, in hopes that when Mr. Van Tassel passed away, Ichabod would benefit from whatever was left to him and Katrina. There was only one problem. Well, actually, there were a few. One, Katrina was not only stunning, but she was a smart cookie, and she could see right through Ichabod's plan. Like, she was no dummy. Um, Ichabod, on the other hand, was awkward in appearance and in his mannerism, so he really didn't stand a chance. The other issue was that Katrina had her sights on this guy, um, named Brom Bones, and he was, like, the town's attractive yet, like, mischievous misfit. Like, don't get me wrong, like, women loved him, but fathers didn't really want their daughters having anything to do with him. At a, he was kind of like the village bad boy, I would say. At a party, Ichabod does his best to woo Katrina, all the while being on Brom Bones' radar, who also mutually liked Katrina. The legend of Sleepy Hollow is told later on in the evening by Brom, and much to Brom's delight, Ichabod is so genuinely terrified. Like, this guy, Ichabod, he was all about superstitions. Like, he wouldn't uh, let a black cat walk past him, and uh, he didn't like breaking mirrors or any of those kind of things. Like, he was just so into superstition. So, like, this haunted tale terrified the bejesus out of him. Before the night was through, Ichabod gets on his noble steed, I mean, his old rickety horse named Gunpowder, and he has to leave, obviously, because, like, it would not be appropriate for him to stay at the house of the girl that he likes, but um, he totally dreads the long, dark journey to his home. Every branch he passes seems to almost lunge at him. The sounds of owls are, like, peeking through, and they're, like, terrifying him. All of a sudden, he hears the ha- the sound of a trotting horse, and this sound appears to be getting like closer and closer and closer. Soon after he hears the trotting, Ichabod finds himself face to face with a horseman 
with no head, and in its place is a jack-o'-lantern. The dark figure desires Ichabod's head and chases him across the old church bridge before disappearing. The story ends purposefully vague, so you're left wondering, whatever happened to Ichabod? We do know that Brom Bones ends up with Katrina Von Tossel, which makes you wonder, is the Headless Horseman real, or was it a trick played on Ichabod by none other than Brom Bones as a means to secure his rightful place with Katrina? It is equal parts spooky and cheeky, my favorite kind of tale. While the story was not written in Sleepy Hollow, Washington was so fond of the quaint town that he actually did return there to live as he got older. Many people believe that the Headless Horseman was written about a real Hessian soldier who fought for the British Army, um, and he was injured by a cannonball during battle. His comrades quickly rushed their friend to safety along the tree line, but when they finally laid him down, they made the gruesome discovery that their friend's head had like gotten blown off. It was missing. After the battle was over, the friends scoured the battlefield in search of their friend's head, um, but when they couldn't find it, they buried their friend in an unmarked grave. It is believed that he leaves his gravely slumber each and every night in search for either his own skull or a replacement. It's been nearly two centuries since Washington penned the 24-page legend of Sleepy Hollow, and yet it seems to grow more and more popular and famous with each passing year. The short story has been the inspiration for a 1940s cartoon adaptation, Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toad's Wild Adventures, um, another film um, which was done by um, Tim Burton in 1999. It stars Johnny Depp. It's called Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And some even believe that Jack Skellington from Disney's A Nightmare Before Christmas is loosely based on the character. Even though this story is really old and it was created like 200 years ago, um, it still like has some merit. Like first off, it really made a huge impact on American literature as a whole. Um, a lot of the things that they do in the story, we still uphold those traditions now um, during Halloween time. And not only that, but 200 years ago when Washington decided to return to Sleepy Hollow as an adult... He did so to essentially flee a pandemic. Um, so he was a teenager and he was living in New York City. He like wanted to make it big as a writer. Um, however, while he was there, there was this like really bad outbreak of yellow fever and like hundreds of people were dying and there were a lot of people that were afraid. So if you had enough means, you fled New York City, which seems a lot familiar to like what just happened with the COVID um. Pan, uh, pandemic, if you could leave New York City, you did. Because the more people around during a pandemic, the more likelihood you have of getting sick. Um, so Washington Irving, um, he knew that he couldn't stay in New York City, but he wanted to stay close because, as you remember, he wanted to make it big as a writer. And so the closer he was to New York City, the more opportunity that he would have to hopefully still get some jobs that were based in New York City. Um, and it was at this point that he remembered this tiny little town just 25 miles outside of New York City that he used to go to as a boy. And this is where he 
uh, chose to seek a little bit of refuge from the yellow fever. And then he never ended up leaving. Um, we just experienced a pandemic. Um, so years have certainly passed, but things really aren't as different as we like to pretend that they are. Um, one thing I love about Sleepy Hollow is it actually didn't have the name Sleepy Hollow until like, I think it was like about 25 to 30 years ago. They like officially changed the name to Sleepy Hollow. Um, and I love when a town holds strong to its legends, like so fiercely and just leans into them. Um, okay. So get this every year on Halloween, Sleepy Hollow holds a parade. And I know that that's not very unique. Lots of towns hold parades. Um, but at this parade, someone always ends it with someone dressed up as the headless horseman. And he rides on a dark horse across the old Dutchman bridge right near the church with a jack-o'-lantern and he smashes it to signify the end of Halloween. Seriously, so fun. I would love, love, love to witness that someday. Um, there is also a museum that I talked to you guys about. Um, it has like all these cool artifacts from Washington Irving's life. You can tour Washington Irving's home. Um, the Little Dutch Church also offers tours and the grave of the creator of the legend you can still visit because not only did he live there, but he died there and he wanted to stay there forever. I wonder if when Washington Irving passed in 1859, like, did he know how iconic and long-lasting this rendition of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow would be in the future? Like, did he know that The Legend of Sleepy Hollow would become a cornerstone to Halloween traditions that we still carry on today? Or how deep its impact on American literature, like the spooky and cheeky, like just that co perfect combination. Like, did he know how that would be? I honestly don't know the answer to that question. I don't know if anybody knows the answer to that question, but what I do know is the citizens who currently reside in Sleepy Hollow often still warn tourists and newcomers to quote, beware for he still rides. He still rides end quote. What do you make of the legend of Sleepy Hollow? Do you think Ichabod Crane just ran away? Or do you think that the Headless Horseman caught him in his untimely demise? Let me know your thoughts, your theories, your comments, and opinions on my post that I made on Instagram at Mystery Still Unsolved. Remember to enter my giveaway by posting a great review on Apple Podcasts. I'm talking five stars, baby. Um, screenshot it and send it to me through my DMs on Instagram at Mystery Still Unsolved. The giveaway is going to end at midnight Mountain Standard Time on October 18th, and I will announce it in next week's episode as well as on my Instagram page. I also wanted to mention that I love, love, I didn't mention this before, but I want to mention that I love receiving case suggestions from all of you. Um, I love covering cases that you all are passionate about. So if you have a case that you'd love my take on, maybe an unsolved case from your hometown or where you're currently living, maybe one that you heard as a child or in your adulthood that you've just never really been able to shake and you just like think about it from time to time, I would love to hear about it. If there's enough to go off of, then you might just hear it on a future episode. Do you want to know how to support this podcast? Of course you do. First off, you're already doing a great job. You're listening to the podcast, which is 
the number one way to support it. Um, but you can also follow me on Instagram at mystery still unsolved, which I've mentioned like a gajillion times. Uh, visit me on my website, www.mysterystillunsolved.com. You can write me a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can tell a true crime-loving friend or family member about me. And don't feel pigeonholed into that phrase, friend or family. Tell the usher at your local movie theater. Tell your hairdresser your waiter or waitress, your flight attendant, instead of passing out candy this year on Halloween, give out little slips of paper with the words mystery still unsolved podcast on them. Okay, but actually don't do that unless you are also going to give out some candy too, because I do not want to be responsible for your house getting egged or toilet papered. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate you spending a little slice of your life with me each and every Thursday. I know that there are so many other avenues that you could take to like wind down. Uh, You could get like a massage, you could read a book. Um, I don't know. I just really feel honored that you've chosen here of all places, like to just relax for like 20 to 45 minutes. Um, You all are the best. I couldn't feel luckier. Um, And that's why I am so happy to like host these giveaways like so frequently um, because I just like, I just feel like sometimes this is just like a one-sided conversation, but there really are awesome and incredible people listening on the other end of this mic. And I just want to like show my appreciation to you guys as much as I possibly can, because if it wasn't for you guys, like, I mean, this podcast is so much work and there are weeks that I'm like, I don't even want to do this, especially when I get like that negativity from the podcast, um, reviews. Um, but then I just remember like all of the people that have been supporting me for so long and all of like the new people that are coming that don't share those same opinions. And you guys really do give me the motivation to keep going. And yeah, I just couldn't feel happier or luckier. So thank you guys so much. Um, next week, our spooky Halloween series will continue. Uh, so why don't you join me? One together, we'll discover. Did anyone ever place a useful tip? Has justice prevailed? Or is the mystery still unsolved?